This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. And as always, there is a lot to talk about. Uh, we're just hearing the latest testimony, very much anticipated testimony from resigned Ottawa Police Chief Peter Slowly with his side of the story. Now, up until now, he's been the one that everybody has pointed the finger at saying uh, he was incompetent. He was not cooperative. And he had trouble with some of his staff or they had trouble with him. And that was why the feds ended up having to use the Emergencies Act. Well, maybe there's not exactly a straight line. So uh, if you've been listening to him, what do you think of what he's saying? And also the question of Doug Ford. He's still refusing to testify. Why? He says it's a federal matter. It's a policing matter. It has nothing to do with him. And uh, that's kind of how they played it during the event itself. There's, they refused to participate in meetings. They weren't there looking for a solution, though they did very wholeheartedly support the use of the emergency measures. So, uh, what is up with that? Do you accept the premier's explanations of why he will not appear? Uh, yesterday, now, I hesitate to take credit for bringing things up, but in the first and the first of two mayoral debates, I brought up a whole raft of things with John Tory overflowing garbage cans. We had talked about that before. Potholes unfixed, all these basic things not happening in the city. Well, yesterday he gave a complete accounting. How many garbage cans have been fixed and what can they do to get better garbage cans and new garbage cans? And they're reviewing this contract, which he pointed out was signed by David Miller, not by him, with Astral, uh, to see if they can do better. Basically, he said, we're on it. And he also talked about potholes being repaired and all of that. So was is that convincing? Is that enough for you? I've got to say, yesterday, uh, I did go to the theater and I went from work. And as you know, I've said many times I drive. It was hellish. It was a nightmare. It was unbelievable. And that's before the so-called weekend closures. I don't know what's going to happen because it, it, going to the downtown core, it's it's almost impossible. And I don't think that's going to be very good for business or our industries or anything like that. But as I say, it was just hellish. If you want to tell me about your hellish commute stories, 
please go ahead. I'm all ears. And Halloween coming up. And here's a story. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to make fun. So, but I found it vaguely amusing. The Quebec Nurses Union, the older des infirmières professionnelles, the order of professional nurses, has launched a media campaign and it says they do not want people to dress up in sexy nurse costumes on Halloween. They say it's disrespectful and they are asking the public to dress in more, quote, realistic nurses' outfits. I don't know. I have the greatest respect for nurses, but some of the outfits I've seen on the floor, well, certainly not sexy. Anyway, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we begin with Marissa in Etobicoke. Hello, Marissa. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I have three points to make. I just want to remind Mr. Ford that he is not above the law. This inquiry is being productive. There were mistakes made at all different levels, so it's something that we can learn from just in case our capital is seized again. So I really don't know what he's, why he's hiding. My other question to you is this. He's trying to balance the budget. At what cost? Libby, do you know how many lives were lost at Camila Long-Term Care Mississauga as of November 21st? Over 68 died. Why? Also, uh, he had a surplus of $2.9 million from the COVID budget. Million? I think you mean billion. Billion. Okay, yes, billion. I'm sorry, that's right. So where did that go? Did it go for his re-election, or is he balancing the budget? How many lives have been lost because of trying to budget this budget that he's talking about? Also, Libby, I don't know if you were in Ontario uh, during the Mike Harris days. I was. Okay, Mike Harris axed 3,000 health care workers, and they all, most of them went to the states. And this is still continuing as we speak today. Okay, Marissa, I will answer some of uh, your questions. And we heard from the financial accountability officer, Peter Weltman, and he really flagged uh, the budget in Ontario is back in balance as of the latest numbers. And he flagged a huge surplus, unallocated. It's, It's not a surplus, but it's unallocated money. And he says, that's just not transparent. Why aren't they telling us where this money is going to go? And he used some very choice words, uh, but it was very interesting. And then the opposition jumped on this and they said, why don't you use this money to fix health care or for whatever purpose? But it has been flagged by uh, the Financial Accountability Office, which is nonpartisan, and uh, he wants to know, like, what are you planning to do with that cash? Let us move along. We've got, oh, Etobicoke, very well represented. That's uh, Doug Ford's neighborhood. Low voter turnout. Hello, Raymond in Etobicoke. Hi, uh, Libby. Yeah, the, the vote, um, I, I think the four years is too long. Um, people forget names. People move. And and then people figure, oh, why bother? <laughs> you know, like you're talking about uh, John Tory there. 
what John Tory is best at is making announcements almost every day of the week, announcing something. But you gotta look for the asterisk. You gotta get the magnifying glass. You know, we're gonna have three thousand of these asterisk uh, ten next year, twenty next year, and the whole bunch in. 20 years' time. So if I may ask, who did you vote for, Raymond? Did you vote? Oh, yes. I have uh, voted in every election since I was old enough to vote, which used to be 21, every municipal, provincial, or federal. And I've never belonged uh, to a party. And uh, this time I voted uh, for uh, Mr. Penaloso there. Okay, well, uh, thank you for sharing that, that with us. And I suspect that a lot of people in our audience are like you and like me. I voted in every election when I was here since I became eligible to vote, which 18? I was 18. So, uh, I am wondering, you know, what is it? And I, I actually have an interview on this coming up in Zoomer Week in Review. And uh, the person I was talking to, who is an expert in democratic engagement, says it's partly the pandemic. People are disengaged. They don't think their vote will do anything. But I still, I, I don't know. It's the, it's the way a generation or generations were brought up because I think that uh, those of us, uh, Zoomers, it, 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 like we vote. And it's not just that we got older and we voted. We voted since day one. Anyway, Raymond, thank you very much for your call. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, where are we going next? We're going to Sita. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? See. Si? Now you should give up the radio and run for politics. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you for your suggestion. Mr. Mr. Tory is listening when you bring up all the issue with the garbage can and everything. So now the little things that he, he didn't look at and was working on the bigger problems, he forgot about the little things. Now he has to turn around back and do the little things that's the most important things as well. They they are the most important things. And if you listen to our tune into the town panel on Thursdays, you know, uh, our David Crombie, the former tiny perfect mayor of Toronto, uh, who has worked with John Tory uh, and they get along fine, said, you know, city is about the basics and you've got to take care of the basics. And he said it long before other people noticed it. So uh, finally, if somebody who may be able to do something about it is dealing with it, that's great. Yeah, but the problem is, why do they have to keep an eye on, on people who are being paid to do a job? I guess you have to hire more people to look at those people, to look at those people. That's ridiculous. Well, you know what? Honestly, uh, everybody who hires to people, people to do a job has to make sure that the job gets done. Sita, thanks for your call. Let's go to Rose okay, in Mississauga. Hello, Rose. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I am just calling, and um, I am disappointed about the um, elections uh, campaign of the uh, candidates. Uh, I was uh, I have been uh, voting for uh, Bonnie Crombie, but I have been disappointed with uh, with how things have been handled, and 
the, uh, f- th- there was no freeze on taxes for seniors. I am a senior, which they did in Brampton. And she has really not been helping the seniors at all. Plus all the traffic jams with the Metro Links that is around my neighborhood and all around, like is really de- delaying a lot of things. Um, I, I just not just in your neighborhood really working for the people. Rose, not just in your neighborhood. I was just saying yes. it is it is yes. to I try to get yes. to I, I understand that my brother he, uh, lives in um, in uh, in uh, the Tr- beaches and he's uh, he's disappointed. He also didn't vote for uh, for Mayor Tory. Mm-hmm. And he did vote for him before. And so, you know, uh, people are, I changed my vote and I I gave my vote to somebody else because uh, just, uh, just for uh, for being disappointed as to how things were uh, are handling. Okay, Rose. Thanks for that. Thank you. Well, Rose may have been disappointed, but she went out and voted. Uh, the thing that I am most disappointed out about is that so few people bothered to do that, and that's not a good thing. Uh, if there's any bright side, as I said, I'm pretty sure that our audience, that our Zoomers got out and vote. And uh, if we're the only people out there voting, then uh, they should be listening to us, I would think, because probably the politicians who did get elected are noticing. And the numbers, when you take into account this low voter turnout, are staggering. So, John Tory got 62% of the votes cast. The turnout was 28%. So he was elected by less than 18%. It was 17.7% of eligible voters. I mean, you think about that. Think about that. (laughs) I mean, that's, it's ridiculous, but it is our system. Anyway, we move along. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, let's take a call from Bruce in Claremont. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Um, I don't know whether you've talked about this. Unfortunately, I can't listen to your show every day as much as I'd like to. Um, maybe you can ask Dan McTeague. I think that's the gas guy, right? The McTeague, extreme. yeah. I mean, I've been driving for over 50 years, and diesel's always been less than gas. Um, and to my understanding, because it takes less refining, I don't think that's changed. And yet diesel's close to a, almost a dollar a liter more than regular gas now. So it's no wonder groceries and everything we buy is going through the roof because it's all brought by something that's powered by diesel fuel, trains, ships. Well, uh, that's definitely one of the reasons. It's not the only reason, but that's definitely one of the reasons. And and by the way, gas prices are going up uh, and uh, going up again. I think they've gone up twice this week. And I think the third time, midnight tonight or tomorrow, so uh, people gas up. (laughs) That was another another thing on on my delightful travels yesterday after work was that I needed to gas up. And uh, just even the gas station, oh, I mean, it was just, the whole thing was 
it's it's just getting too hard. Ridiculous. But I just wondered if Dan could explain why diesel is now costs more than Well, you know what? We will ask him the next time (laughs) we talk to him. Okay. Thanks. Thanks thanks for your call. Okay. (laughs) It is time for a quick break. Uh, Before we go to break, let me give you the numbers. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Zneimer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And here's something else I want to bring up and flag. Today is the start of the annual Poppy Campaign. Uh, so people, time to get out and find a Poppy box. They're trying to be more environmentally friendly at the moment. Uh, it's an important campaign. I think it's important for us to remember. That's another thing that I think Zoomers are generally on side with. And I have some numbers here on uh, the amount of money they raise. And their last campaign year that they have numbers for was 2020. So they distributed 11.5 million poppies and raised nearly $15 million. And that was between October 2020 and October 2021. And the way it works with poppies is that they'll give you one for nothing if you can't afford one, but they take donations. So it's kind of up to you how much you want to put into that little box through the slot. But anyway, Poppy Campaign starts today and runs through November the 11th, which is Remembrance Day. Okay, let's get to the phones. All right. Got Pat in Toronto. Hello, Pat. Hi, Libby. Um, I, I want to talk on, on a, a separate subject in a minute, but please, you should encourage people to run. You would make a fabulous elected politician. Oh, we need people. Ser- seriously, I did it for eight years. It's not a lot of fun. Well, go back. Go back. No, Come out yeah. of retirement. I'll vote for you. You know, but we only live once, and we only blame ourselves if we don't have good politicians. Anyway. Uh, you're still doing a great job running the, the, the show. I want to comment on the the comment made or the statement made by Doug Ford earlier this week. To the and I, I noted it down when I heard it. Politicians don't direct the the police. So I was reflecting on his attempted appointment of ins- Inspector Tabner to the head of the OPP. Yep, and uh, I have on reasonably uh, good sources, and there's need for an investigative journalist on this one, that there was somebody who was found selling marijuana in a park in Etobicoke, and that had some tie in with Mr. Tavner and his uh, possible appointment uh, to the head of the OPP. 
I'll leave it at that. Um, but it's it's come from what I would refer to as reliable sources. So okay. I just think it's interesting. There's a little innuendo there, but yeah, don't get me in trouble. No, no. Okay, <laughs> you know the no, rules. We, All righty. Well, yes, um, we should be willing to 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 make comments. It, it, you know, not libeling anybody. But it's just interesting when but, you tie but the passing things. passing along uh, things that come from unnamed sources. Uh, we don't usually do that. But anyway, Pat, I hear you. Uh, okay, and, thank uh, you, Libby. A lot of people think that it's inappropriate that he is not. Well, he's trying to not testify. And I don't understand why he's doing it, because he was very clear that he supported the Emergencies Act. And refusing to go on the stand just makes people think he's hiding something. Because that's what Pat obviously thinks. No, what we're missing, though, in all of this is remember that we had the G20 and all of the problems that the police got into as a result of that. So I think there was great fear in the policing community if they tried to follow what they had done in the G20. That I think that's a big part of this. Okay. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. Let's go Let me- to... Brian in Mimico. Hello, Brian. Hi, Libby. I don't know why everybody's getting all uptight because Doug Ford doesn't want to go to that inquiry and answer a question. After all, Justin Trudeau never, ever, ever, ever answers a question. Well, he was at the inquiry. He testified. You might you might argue that he didn't answer the questions the way you liked it, but he did go. He was there. Well, he's made an art of doing that. And besides, you know, the big question, I, the, you know, the elephant in the room I don't hear being asked is why for the first time in Canadian history did he bring out that nonsense about seizing people's bank accounts? As far as I'm concerned, that's what it was all about. Him oh. trying to set the precedent of doing that, putting the fear into people. You mess with me, I'm going to freeze your bank account. You won't be able to pay your bills or anything oh, else. Well, that's... No way that should have happened. That should be a separate inquiry all about that thing alone. Well, they're they're going to get to it. Public inquiries are uh, very expensive. So I think we can leave it to the one. That is part of it for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at the clock here. John in Niagara. Oh, sorry. Joan in Niagara. Hi. Hi. Uh, Libby, you've been asking questions about low voter uh, turnout uh, and about uh, religion in schools. I believe it all goes back to religion. Okay, it's not religion in schools. Uh, uh, Sorry, I didn't talk about religion in schools, but you're talking about it, okay? Well, uh, the other day you were talking about low voter turnout. Turnout. Right. And I was talking about uh, that a very, according to the last census, a very high percentage of Canadians have no religious affiliation. That's right. But it all goes back to education. And look what they've done with our education. They have taken all authority away from teachers. Uh, when I went to school, every election, the teachers would set up a voting booth in the classroom. We were taught from elementary school on. Religion, now, um, I'm one of those. I don't affiliate with any of them. But my, we were in uh, Hong Kong. My son went to the uh, British 
schooling. They were taken to every denomination, to every uh, temple. They, they learned about the different ways of religion. None of them were taught, you know, you, you believe in this, you believe in that. They were just given an idea what it was all about. And it all goes back to education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I agree, and also uh, what they see at home. Do they see their parents voting? Do well, they, they hear their parents talking about it at the dinner table? Do they even that, sit down at the table for dinner? Generation when they started to remove that from the schools. Well, I I don't think that was mandated. I don't know what ha- I don't know what happens to curriculums and stuff. But I agree with you. We should have, and I think they actually do have something called civics. I don't know what's in there, but uh, you're right, Joan. It is uh, education, and it is also the home. Thanks for your call. Okay. Yet another opinion on Doug Ford. We've got Daryl in Toronto. Hello, Daryl. Hi. How's everyone doing? Everyone's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Um, his, you know, refusal to uh, go up there and, and you know, uh, answer some questions to me just reinforces the opinion I've had that all along he was in touch with the, the, the organizers of the convoy. And basically, as long as they were dumping on the liberals' front yard, um, he was going to avoid doing whatever he could to help it. And it uh, wasn't, you know, until uh, I think he told them probably that, you know, you come to Toronto and try that here. You want to protest for an afternoon? That's fine. But if you don't, if you try and pull something like in Ottawa, I'm not going to stand for that here. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't do anything until it was affecting the Ambassador Bridge. And then even after he sent the OPP there to take care of things, he didn't bother to send anyone to Ottawa. You know, so he was uh, just, you know, playing this as best he could. And as as part of his uh, public and a uh, member of Ontario, uh, Citizen Ontario, I want him to go up there and answer. Okay. We'll see if he is at all listening. I mean, the explanations I've heard are kind of legalistic and jurisdictional and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, which don't really hold water. I mean, just just go up and testify, and uh, then you will stop people with conspiracy theories like Daryl. We just heard from that he was in league with the convoy. I do not think that. But... Uh, I don't know. He probably had caucus members and federal party members who were in in league or happy with the convoy, though uh, he hasn't really shown much brotherly love necessarily for the federal party. That's for sure. Uh, let me look at our board and see who is next here. Joanne in Oshawa. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Libby. How are you? Uh, Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Uh, I was going along the parkway uh, last week, and uh, it was three lanes of traffic, and it was all like uh, stop and go. And all of a sudden, on the shoulder of the road, this motorcycle goes flying by, and then maybe two minutes later, a car starts, it goes by on the shoulder, and then there was a, um, a truck after that. And then when I got up to it, it was a bend in the road at um, Lawrence, and there was a disabled car there. 
course, I, I wouldn't have been able to see because I was way back. But, you know, like, where are the cops when... Um, when you really need them, like, <laughs> yeah, well, the one is getting crazy going so fast. Well, they, they already have, you know, what, a billion dollars. So uh, I don't know how much it would cost to put enough cops to catch all the crazy things that you see happening on the roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a lot of them. But I mean, even just on my way in today, I mean, you have, uh, a, you know, a huge truck on a small residential street, uh, narrow street, uh, suddenly deciding it's going to go in reverse because mm, the yeah. thing is one way. I mean, it just, and, yeah. and it's, it's like, uh, you know, if, if yeah. they're big men and big trucks, then they just <laughs> do what they want. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I just wonder if there's a number we could call, um, like, on our cell phone um, as we're driving by and say, I, I got this plate number. Uh, can you investigate? Well, you, you don't, and le- unless area? it's emergency, you don't want to call 911. No. Uh, I I think there's something, but I'm not sure. So, okay. uh, yeah. And don't use your cell phone while you're in the car because that's a big No, offense. I would get somebody else to, like, beside me. Yeah. Okay. Thanks anyway. for that, Joe. Sorry. Bye. Okay, uh, numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We have another call about the election in Brampton. Rachel in Brampton, hi there. Hi, Lee, how are you? I'm fine, go ahead, you're on the air. Thank you. Uh, basically, my yes, the number is very low, even when I went to vote, there was no one is there. But I'm thinking like... Uh, in the media, I mean, there's already like uh, the assumption that John Tory is going to win. Here in Brampton, it's um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Brown. Patrick Brown will win. I mean, I, I wonder if that's got to, anything to do with that because it's just people say, okay, what's the point? I'm, you know, well, my vote will count or something like that. People say that in Brampton, because there are a lot of South Asians in Brampton, that Diwali, it, it, the election was on Diwali. And yes. I guess there were a lot of people who had to choose, do I go and celebrate Diwali after work or right. do I go and vote after work? Because I can't really do both. Um, there were yeah, a lot of... Op- it, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's just an excuse. To be honest with you, it took, it took like a, a five minutes to vote. I mean, you can still celebrate if you want to. Like, I mean, it didn't take us long. You know, there was very smooth election process if you really wanted to go vote. The, the Diwali, like, it take, I mean, it's five days, Diwali. So you can take, like, five minutes to vote. And uh, the other thing I want to comment about the lady who said uh, the civic... Uh, yeah. My husband is a teacher, and they do they do have a civic the election. They go through... The whole process, like uh, electing, um, going through the voting thing, uh, every every election, uh, the kids will participate and who to vote, and even this mayor election, they participated. So, okay, Rachel, thank you very much for that. Thank you, and good for you that you went out and vote. Okay, I am going to take a first time caller. Welcome, William in Newmarket. Well, hi, Libby. Hi. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, uh, 
why shouldn't uh, Pierre Polyev there be called to the inquiry? Uh, he supported the truckers, and uh, I heard the police saying there at one point that um, they said, you know, they told politicians not to encourage them or anything, the the, the protest. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's obviously against... Uh, um, you know, Trudeau doing what he did. So why why shouldn't they get comments from him? Uh, you know, uh, I think that's a pretty good question. Um, uh, whoa, something strange just happened on my computer. Uh, uh, yep. Um, that's a good question. And I don't, he theoretically didn't have anything to do with calling for the Emergencies Act. So oh, no. that's probably no. why he and, wasn't called. But, you know, I think it would be interesting. And I think it would also be interesting if anybody talks about whether he fanned the flames and made things worse. Well, you know, that's another reason why perhaps to, uh, he should, you know, get in there and testify. I think uh, I think Doug Ford's refusing to go because of uh, the federal uh, conservatives, and uh, that's. But anyway, it would be good to hear from Pierre Polyab as well. Okay, uh, we'll see if they call him, but uh, I don't. Okay. I don't think they will. Okay, where are we going, uh, Jim in Toronto? Hello, Jim. Hey, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. I'm just saying about the uh, polling, I mean, I think we're getting a little soft, too. I mean, they had a, had a, a week of advanced polling also, right? Right. So there were lots of opportunities to go out and vote. I mean, I voted on the first day, on a Monday. Uh, so I don't understand what the like, deal is to go out and vote. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just uh, repeating things that, that other people have said. And no, yes, there were... I understand, but you have to be reasonable and use common sense, like... You had a week of advanced polling. It takes two minutes to vote. Well, not necessarily. I was shocked when I went to vote on the day of. I did not do an advanced poll. I thought, oh, it's going to be dead because uh, we did an election show in the evening. So I went home for a few hours in the afternoon. And uh, I thought, gee, it's, it's the middle of the afternoon. It'll be totally dead. And I had to wait, not for very long, but there were, you know, I would say in the polling place, there were probably 10, 15 people there at the various, like there were different polls, but well, yeah. Let me, let me give you some advice. Go to the advanced polling, do it on the week before. And I went, I went to the uh, Olympia pool. I was in and out in five minutes. Okay. Well, I'm glad you voted, Jim. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. As as I predicted, our Zoomer audience are voters, and I'm hearing from voters, and they're saying that it was pretty easy to vote. I agree with that. It was pretty easy to vote. I remember uh, that I looked at the advanced polling, and I did not like the location of the advanced polling. I thought, oh, it's going to be hard to stop there. So I waited, and I also kind of like to see what's happening on the actual election day. And like I said, I was, uh, you know, pretty uh, pleasantly surprised that uh, <laughs> it wasn't a huge empty space with, with myself and my husband. There were more people in there. Uh, right now, we have to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side of the break, and we will take more of your calls and your comments on this Free For All Friday. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. And Brian in Caledon wants to talk about gridlock. Brian, please go ahead and vent. <laughs> uh, well, I heard you mention earlier about going to the theater. I don't know if you've been to the Mervish theaters lately. Yeah, last night. Their- <laughs> Do you use their parking garage? It was, you know what? Just as we were pulling up to it, the full sign went on, and there was one guy in front of us who was sort of trying to get in, who had to back up and get out. Yeah, and then, and- then once you have to start trying to go around the block, it takes fifteen twenty minutes to go around a block. I wasn't sure we would make it. Uh, we got there. It was. It said get there for a quarter to eight for eight. We got there probably at about five or six past eight, and we did get in by the skin of our teeth. But yes, I I know that parking lot. I'm happy to pay what it costs on a theater night, but um, no. Well, I I come from Caledon when we're coming down, and. I stay off the Gardner, the Queensway, or well, I usually take the Queensway, crawl through Ronson's Vales, and uh, anyway, on Adelaide, about a block and a half, uh-huh. John Street, there's a parking garage there. Okay, Adelaide is now there. down to one lane in both directions, yeah, as of this week. Yeah, yep. now that's gone. Yeah. So, but there's a parking garage about a block and a half uh, east of uh, John Street that is cheaper than Mervish's and easy to get in. Now, of course, now <laughs> I'm going to be going down Wednesday night, so we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I would say, as, as they say, uh, leave plenty of time and pack your patience. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just, and, and honestly, we're just getting back to normal businesses. Theaters are just getting back. These are the lifeblood of our city. And yep. it's just, it's it's like, you know, John Tory keeps telling me there's coordination, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's just another thing on top of a lot of bad things. And I hope it doesn't, you know, keep people away because uh, the shows are great. Well, there's one night that my wife, like we were driving down and we we're close to being late. And she says, why don't we just turn around and go home? And I said, look, we paid the money. Let's have a go. And like we got in, we got there 10 after we had to sit in the chairs and watch it on on the TV screen that they have out in the lobby until they had like a break where they could sneak in. Well, yeah, you know what? They they uh, must know, too, what is going on outside. So, you know, they don't they they don't want to turn their patrons away. But it's, you know, as I said, it's it's ridiculous. It is. Okay. Okay. Okay, you as well. Let's go to Mario in Toronto. Mario wants to talk about Doug Ford. Go ahead. Hi, uh, Libby. Dougie's in bed with Justin. 
Dougie does not want to go and testify under oath because he'll put another. He'll have to put another nail in Justin's coffin. Uh, um, but Justin was there. No, but Dougie doesn't want to have to testify on oath under oath because you'll have to put another nail in Justin's coffin. Right, but but if if Justin could testify, why can't Doug Ford? It's there's something going on behind closed doors there between those two. <laughs> okay, uh, there you go. That's what uh, I and a lot of other people have been saying. You know, why don't you just testify? Because if you don't, people will think something's going on. You're hiding because something. Justin saying, Dougie, don't do it. Uh, oh, I cannot imagine to hide that. behind a, a veil of something. Okay, uh, thanks, Mario. There you go. Another uh, is that is, does that qualify as a conspiracy theory? But there you go. People think that he is hiding something. I don't think he's hiding something, but <laughs> a lot of other people do. On the other hand, he's got a big majority. There's no election coming anytime soon, so you know. Whatever. Uh, let me give the numbers out again. We still have time left. 416 360 toll free 1-866-744-740. You know, John in Toronto has been waiting for a long time to talk about his car rental. Hi, John. Uh, yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. You know, during the height of the pandemic, I thought it would be very wise to prepay a funeral. So I went through all of that, and without a computer, it had its challenges. So I thought, well, I'm going to rent a car. And when I prepaid the funeral, included the land and the tombstone and what have you, and committal services. So I went, got on the subway, went up to Davisville, rented a car, got out to the Niagara Escarpment, up Vineland, Victoria Road. I put the potato salad on top of the monument, and it was a lovely day and everything. And I did my little celebration, went back to the car. It's a new car. And there's, there's, I, I couldn't, there's no key. There's no ignition. And I panicked a bit and I thought, well, it's a warm day, but I, am I going to have to walk into town because there's no key to this car? It was a new car. Well, they, um, they, they run differently. Um, uh, can you kind of, uh, <laughs> cut to the chase there, John? Long story. Well, Okay, so I went to the winery, but everything during the pandemic was closed. But a, 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 a guy in the truck was driving by as I was walking down the lane. And I said, my car doesn't work. And he said, it's a new car. Did you put your foot on the brake and press start? I said, what? Okay. <laughs> I went back to the car. I put my foot on the brake and I pressed start. But the guy at the car rental place just took for granted that I knew about fobs. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I've I've got a fob. That's how I start my car, and it's not new. John, oh. thanks for your call. Okay, um, things change when when you're renting another car. You should make sure you know how it works. Uh, I think that's fairly basic. Let us go to Jim in Scarborough. Hi, Jim. Hi. How are you? Fine. I'm calling. I've been listening to your show for a long time. I'm 76 years old. I've been put out of business by the, the liberal government, the conservative government, and the NDP government, okay? I've had at one point up to 34 men working for me. My thing that I'm listening to all these people, voter turnout for one, 
people are fed up with the election. And also, a lot of people have made up their mind, like when uh, Ford was running for pre uh, premier, everybody knew he was going to win. Just like this last election with John Tory, we knew he was going to win. It was a given. But you get all these young people that get on the phone or try to run, they think they can solve the world overnight. It takes people with lots of intelligence, lots of experience in how to run a city. And plus, they, everybody, we went through a pandemic. Nobody, there's still, I'm waiting for car parts for a new vehicle that still haven't arrived yet. So people bitch, 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 and bitch, but give them a chance to go and do something, their hands are going to be tied the same way because there's a lack of things that are being done. And it's really upsetting. Like These people with no experience, oh, I could be the mayor of the city. It takes brains to be the mayor of a city. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, and you have to have content to worldwide. Toronto's a world city. Okay, thanks, Jim. Wow, Jim, Jim, uh, I can see that uh, he's not happy about stuff. Uh, so I hope that he feels better after a little vent here. Uh, we're going to Lil in Hamilton. Hello, Lil. Hi there. Hi. Um, Libby, I don't have a question anything about the uh, politicians. My question is about the NHL scandal. Um, we NHL, all, uh, just a minute. We, we that... said, just a minute, the RCMP, this is said you no, were... not the RCMP, the NHL, I'm sorry. Okay, That did you say something different to my producer? I did, I, but I corrected it. I, I'm I, so sorry. Uh, uh, you, you know what? People, you, you've got to be straight when you talk to the producer about what you want to talk about. I mean, you can talk about, we take calls on all kinds of things, but, but uh, you know, we don't like it when somebody says one thing and then suddenly starts talking about something completely else for, I don't know, whatever reason. Okay, uh, we still have a few minutes left. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we've got Camille in Scarborough. Hi, Camille. Hi there. Okay, um, I've, I've lived in the same house since 1967. Um, this past spring, um, because I can't get into my shed in the winter, uh, and it, so it's closed for six months, I went in in April, and the floor was completely covered with rat feces. They had tunneled underneath and up through the asphalt in different locations. A neighbor on the side street thought that somebody was, I had construction going on, and somebody was dropping the gravel onto their side rather than taking it away. So the man set out, but he didn't tell me, he just sat out on the lawn chair in February one time just to see it being done because he was going to tell them to stop, and he realized it was rats. So I, of course, uh, started dealing with it. Got my handyman to, it's cost me about $400 so far. Caught the handyman, um, cleaned it all up for me. He filled in the holes with concrete. Um, and they, we filled the outside holes with concrete. Um, I've been using bait boxes from Home Depot and Lowe's, and they absolutely do not work. I mean, I think it was just like a treat for them. Uh, finally, um, um, I forget, a, a pest control company uh, gave me the um, the proper stuff, like the really good stuff. So it does seem to be slowing down. But this has been going on since 
mid-April. Okay, and you know what? We just, we just, thanks, uh, Camille. It sounds like it's not that pleasant to deal with. And uh, we just saw a survey this week from Orkin. They are the pest control people that said that uh, Toronto is the rattiest city in Canada. We have the most rats. So there you go. And perhaps the construction is one of the causes of it. But uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, Another thing that is not so great that is going on in our city that uh and and uh our caller well she had to spend some money and it looks like that that part of it isn't quite over yet that it's going to cost a pretty penny to get rid of this rat problem but apparently we have a rat problem here in Toronto okay Dan in Toronto hello Dan hi how are you fine uh my girlfriend uh, decided to lease a new Toyota Rav4. Uh huh. In May. Yep. Uh, the dealership agreed to uh, give her a set amount twenty two thousand five hundred for her Pathfinder. Uh, the agreement was uh, when the Rav4 finally comes in, as long as the mileage isn't excessive and there's no accidents or damage, you'll get the same amount. Uh, the car arrives. They call her and say your car is here, but uh, we're only going to give you eighteen thousand for it now. And uh, a lot of him and Han and him and Han. And they said, we'll give your deposit back. And she said, no, that isn't what I want. I wanted the car. I don't think this is fair. I was driving my son's 20-year-old car to keep the mileage down on this. And uh, eventually they came to an agreement, but it was still $2,000 less. And the dealer kind of let it slip out and said, you know, we can get a lot more money for this car right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, the, yeah. Because I, I want Toyota. I hope Toyota Canada is listening to this. I, can I give the name of the dealership? No, d- d- no? Let's, right. let's not. But um, okay. yeah, used cars have it's not gone used, way this is brand new. <laughs> no, no, no. Your your her car that she was trading in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The used cars have gone way up in price. Yeah. And I was thinking of getting a new car, and I got like a total lowball offer on my car. I mean, you know, honestly, the, the I have really excellent uh, garage Great. that They're deals with it. And the guy who, uh, like, maintains my car wants to buy it. Um, but I'm hanging on to it. But um, yeah. used cars have gone way up in price. But it is a hassle to sell it yourself. Uh, yeah. I am looking at the clock, Dan. I hope I hope she's happy with the new car. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the important thing because it's also really hard to get a new car. Dan, yeah. thanks for your call. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. I'll be back here on Monday. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.